banter with me, Katie Summers, and my co-host, Carla Parsons. I just wanted to quickly remind you that you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Book Off Banter. And for anything longer you want to say, feel free to email us to bookoffbanter at gmail.com. In today's episode, we're going to look at some horse owner lies, discuss the recent outcry over Andy Coker's controversial derby round, but we're going to start with a quick update on our week. Well, I'm riding again and exciting you. Well, something I don't think anyone thought would happen with me. I entered a dressage test. Basically, because I've been off games for so long, I've got to the stage where I'm excited about going to dressage. This is how bad it's got? Nope. This, this is literally how bad it's got. My husband is like, who are you? You want to go to dressage? Yeah, I want to go to dressage. He's, no, this is not what we expect from me. Normally, it's like dressage. Ooh, I'd rather slam my tits in the door. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> no, today, today I'm all about it. And so on Sunday, we are going to dressage. And so I have even tonight schooled a bit. Hey, oh, so, so are we going to have to roll over Charlotte? Show jumper versus dressage rider soon. Oh, uh, and that'll be me in my boots. That I can't walk it exactly. Riding, and your horse and... in its white bandages, all matchy matchy. <gasps> oh, oh I have to get I like a, a matchy matchy cornflower blue. I have like twenty shades of blue sh- pads and bandages. Yeah, all like just subtly different. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be so jealous of me, aren't you? I'm actually selling this dress I do thing to myself. Aren't I can I? see your eyes I, are starting I, to twinkle, like the bling on your brow band. Oh my God. I actually, it was funny because a girl, uh, Amy, that comes and helps me with my horses, she was like, you do know that I have got you a bling brow band. And I kind of just wiped it from my memory. And now I'm like, I might get it out. I <laughs> might know? actually put it on. I'm griefing you, but I actually have bling brow bands on my horses. Giving me shit for that. And then you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to quickly confess because mine clearly were. Oh, can I admit something to you now? Mm. I've got some matchy matchy. <gasps> oh god, it feels like a dirty secret that I've just confessed. You are basically a dressage rider now. Yeah. Apart from the fact that I can't do dressage. <laughs> so that's just a trivial <laughs> little problem. You'll overcome that. That's fine. When I applied for it, when I applied, when I entered this dressage test, I was joking and I said, and actually this joke has gone around now about me being a dressage team. I was like, oh my God, I want to go to a dressage test. And a friend of mine said, oh, are you going to become a dressage team? And I was like, do you want every dressage judge in the country to retire? <laughs> and they were like, no, actually you're right. Just stick to the eventing. Let's just limit the, the, the amount that they have to judge you. Yes, exactly. Let's not push it too far. So yeah, but I am going on Sunday, and I genuinely cannot wait. I'm oh, genuinely so. so I mean, obviously Vince is now going to fuck this right up. He's going to pull a shoe. He's going. He's going to do something, isn't he? So, um, but yeah, I'm genuinely so excited. What about um, you? You've been well, jumping lots. Yeah, we went out this weekend, and I took Pancake for his first show back since the show ban, which was imposed show on ban. me. Yeah, by my trainer because. He was just so feral. And there just came a point where we just had to say, do you know what? This horse needs to actually Uh, learn some basics. It just needs to learn how to go. mm. So we took him back out and she said, I want you to come out with time faults. Um, And we did. So that was good. (laughs) So it was one of those shows, like, it was good, but I felt, Ben was like, well, that's a really good day. And I was kind of like, it was a good day. But, you know, and you sometimes just feel there's so much to improve on with all of them. They're just things, but it felt like, wow, there's a load which has obviously coincided with the summer holidays, which basically just stuffs all your plans up, doesn't it? Like trying yeah, to juggle God. children and show jumping and survival. Just riding. Just yeah. riding is just hard enough, isn't it? Um, yeah. I'll tell you what else, though. I read some of the comments that people have put on our Facebook page about describing their horses. and I They loved that, didn't they? Yeah. What a good way, you know, if you were selling a horse, because when those people described them as people, I felt like I knew what I'd be getting. Straight away knew, you straight away knew what you'd be buying, wouldn't you? Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is from now on, I think horse adverts should just be like 16 to... Yeah. Um, My favourite one was um, Jenny, just put Fatima Whitbread. 
Yes. Because you know what you would be getting with that mess. You know 100%. exactly what kind of horse. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah no, that did make me laugh. And then and the other the girl Charlotte that put James Corden and then she put the photos up. And you're like, he is James Corden. Yeah. 100%. I'm a sucker for a grade and for James Corden. So I was like, yeah, I'd probably... Oh, you could maybe bought that one. Yeah, literally based on that alone, I'd be like, yeah, go on then. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think let's let's do away with all this uh, potential eventer. Let's just name a person that it'll be like and let's just <laughs> exactly. get all the rubbish out of the way. Now we've restructured horse selling. We are going to have a quick look at some of our horsey white lies. And we have categorised these into three sections. So the first is the lies when you are selling horses, which I think everyone who has been around horses for any length of time learns to filter an advert within seconds, don't you? It's that like, well, that's rubbish. They've said there that it is good to shoe and catch, but they've not said clip. So that means it's going to be like a bloody shark. Yeah. Bloody thing. A lot of the sort of stretched truths, (laughs) you just filter them out. So my my favourite story ever was a girl that went to look at a, a 16-2 horse and turned up and it, it must have been about 15 hands on its tippy actual toes. And she must have asked, because she was quite a tall girl, she must have asked about three times, like, have you, it's 16-2, have you measured it? Yeah, yeah, measured it, measured it. And afterwards, when she actually got there, they even admitted that they knew it was smaller than 16-2. She said, yeah, but most people don't know what sort of height they're buying. Why? Why would you put somebody through that? And there's also the famous one of it's it's never happened before as it bucks you off. Yeah. See, I've got a never funny done one that before. Sixteen two because I think that every single horse I've bought has been sixteen two. Yeah, they're all sixteen two. They range from sixteen hands to seventeen one. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true, isn't it? I think they've decided that the desired height for a horse is 16.2. And so yeah, yeah. regardless of the height of the horse, it will be 16.2. And then yeah. like things like enthusiastic jumper, you're like, I know that means the thing is going to be like... I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, not a novice ride. Mm, might want to take out life insurance before yeah. you come and look yeah. at it. Yeah, oh, oh, what about... Uh, anyone's ride safe as anything you need a rocket up its ass to get it moving frankly well you could put your granny on it but she'd die of a heart attack before she'd got it into trouble <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so true never taken a lame day in its life or something and then you rock up and it's like on three legs <laughs> just oh, hello see that it's lame but that's yeah, like when yeah. people say snaffle mouth and then they have a video of the horse and it's careering <laughs> it's like, Well, you might have it in a snaffle, but believe me, the first thing I'd be doing is taking it out of the snaffle because I quite like my arms still in this sort of... I know, but I did, I, I did actually see a, vid, a picture once, an advert of that, and it said snaffled mouth. And I was like, oh, what up? So, no, no, no. That might look like a snaffle, but it's a gag. And it was in a gag. So, oh, snaffled mouth. <laughs> and there was another girl that I know who went to buy a horse called Guinness. And that's quite a distinctive name for a horse. Yeah. And when she turned up, it was in a stable and with a lovely door, wooden door, blah, blah, blah. And then she looked round, it was in like a block, and there was a stable door that had a nameplate that said Guinness on it. And this horse was um, supposedly vice-free. And it had been cribbed <gasps> so much that there was like a dip in this door. And then it stuck this nameplate was Guinness. She went, is that not the stable this horse is normally? No, no, no. There's two horses here called Guinness. The chances of that happening. Yeah. And she's like, no, I think. Nora's way free. <laughs> yeah, basically, it cribbed so much. And uh, yeah, so it's just like, why would you do that? Why would you try and lie so much? Again, and then she'd get it home, it cribbed, and she'd be like, no, it never happened with us. Yeah. We got a pony for Henry, and the woman came, oh, it's never done any of this. I swear to God, me and Ben struggled as a partnership to, to handle this 11-2 pony. We were uh. trying to wash its tail and it was trying to kill us. And she's like, oh, it's never done anything like that before. And I'm like, really? You're honestly going to go with that? Mm. Thing was like a Rottweiler. It was absolutely horrific. It's funny when you've been around horses so long, 
that you just laugh when you read the advert and go, I, I know what you're trying to say there, but you're not saying it. But then yeah. when people actually believe it, it's really like, it's mm. dangerous, isn't it? Because yeah. they, do, they do just lie so badly. There's a lot of lies told when you're selling a horse. Can't think of any other thing that you would sell and you'd get away with lying as much yeah, well, as, or as badly as absolutely you do when you sell a horse. I mean, you ain't going to sell something on eBay with the lies of that because you'd lose your good seller rating, maybe. Yeah. But horse, when you sell a horse, you could lie about anything. There's a home and there's a, a job for every single horse out there. Yeah. Even a good, safe, kick-along hack. There's a job for that. Yeah. Sell it as that. Don't try and make it out and lie and make it out to be something it isn't because it's not from the horse. Yeah, I agree. And it's probably going to come back to you. Okay, so our next one is the social media show description. Should we say lie or should we say stretching of the truth? That's not lie. It's not a lie. It's it's a little, yeah, stretch of the truth. It's protecting ourselves. (laughs) Apart from me, I have no filter when it comes to like these show things. The events are one, not the best day on paper. Yeah. It was an absolute clusterfuck of a day. Let's be quite straight. <laughs> yeah. No question about it. You know, you annihilated the dressage arena. You barely scraped through the show jumping and then you probably got eliminated cross country or you fell off. It was not the best day on paper or it was educational. You're not. <laughs> educational. It was educational. You're not fooling anyone. Yeah. We all know. We've, because we all know because we've all had those days. Yeah. And we've all so written that. <laughs> Not the best day on paper. Shit, Sherlock. It could have been any worse. And I think it's a bit sad, really, that people don't just just say, I had a really shit day today. Yeah, like I've had, um, I think we just need a tack rethink. But then I'm more like you. So when I needed a tack rethink, I confessed to everyone that I had decided against my trainer's better judgment to put pancake in a hackamore, which basically culminated in Pancake galloping around the arena out of control and jumping a fence backwards. That must have been terrifying. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of getting used to it with him, I think. I'm uh, okay. used to living, I don't know, dangerously, living on the edge, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I need to think of some sort of social media life. Yeah, maybe, sure. Lively round? Yeah, maybe. So enthusiastic. Now on, enthusiastic jumper. Yeah. Not the jump you want to jump. But, no. You know, he's but enthusiastic he so about them. That he was doing extra ones, which has to be commended. And then there's another one, which was we had a green moment. And I think yeah. that's when your horse, who's like 12 and who's been jumping yeah. for the last like six years, goes in and it's like, fillers. I don't think I've seen a filler before and flattens you at the first fence. Oh my God, actually, speaking of flattening at the first fence, you know how when we, I, I can't even remember, and I'd said about falling off at the first fence. I did more oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. than that this weekend. I fell off in the warm-up before I even got in the ring. Oh, my God. So if that had happened at BE, you would have had to have been seen by a doctor before you were allowed to get back on and we'd continue. Our oh, children, and they didn't give a shit. They just No, they're like, oh. Come on, then someone else will have to go in. Are you going to be ready to go in next? <laughs> How did you fall off in the warm-up? I've, do you know what it is? I've fallen off um, at that same fence in that warm-up before. It's quite a small indoor warm-up. And Ben built quite a big oxer. And she's quite green. And, oh, my God, I've just done it myself. <laughs> <laughs> she had a bit of a green moment. She had a green <laughs> moment. And bless it. She just gets a bit nervous because... The str- she was on a proper half stride and she just wouldn't go from there, which is exactly what happened last time. So I had to put it right back down, took her in the ring and she jumped such a nice round. So I'm you just fall off more often. I'm going to say, I've just said to Ben, never ever build a big oxer in that warm up because I spend more time on that warm up floor. I was all covered. Well, you just jumped, if she jumped a nice round though, maybe you should just fall off every time you warm her up. I don't know how keen I am with that plan. <laughs> <laughs> probably not my favorite no i i can see that okay what about the next one is the lies that we tell our husbands oh no i mean don't you lie to your husband (laughs) i've never lied to my husband i always joked last year when i 
last, a year before last, when I was going to do Burner Market. And my husband, because Sam, he knew Burner Market, he says, oh, I'm going to come and watch. And then this fear came over me that, like, he might talk to someone and actually realise how much it cost to enter the event. Because I think I'd managed to convince him that it was about £20. <laughs> <laughs> it's not £20. It's quite a lot more. Yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck, he's going to find out exactly how much I'm spending on all these events. As it happened, I got a bailout. He, he got a better offer. He decided not to come. But I did sort of think maybe I should put something out on social media, like maybe put his photo up and say, if you speak to this man, say that B events are only about £20. Luckily, didn't have to. But we've all, if you haven't done it, what's wrong with you? We've all bought something, haven't we? How much was that? It's in the sale. Oh my God, I had such a bad moment. So this is the problem with having a horsey, well, he's not a horsey, I suppose he is really. Anyway, he's a farrier. And so this tack shop quite close to me have got really nice things in and they were having a big sale and I didn't need anything. And Ben's bad enough when I do need something, but when he knows that I don't need anything, I'm on tack Mm. shop ban. So anyway, I thought, well, he's at work. I'll just sly in and And fill my basket. But unfortunately I kept bumping into customers Oh no! When I bumped into the first one, she's like, "Oh hi, how are you?" And I said, "Oh, I'm just um secretly here. I'm not telling Ben." Okay, no problem. Then the second one. Oh no! We kept bumping into them, and my son looks like a mini Ben. So even people who didn't know me would say, (laughs) would hear me shout Henry, and they'd say. Ben's wife and I was like oh another one eventually when Ben came home that night he said where have you been and I said um uh well I just nipped into the tack shop and he said and had a huge basket full of stuff and I said um mm-hmm. and he said I know someone told me <laughs> god oh, damn busted. it What's I'm gonna have hang to on, hang, on, hang on hang on hang on this is not okay fellow horse owners I know where is the camaraderie? Yes. This, this should be this should be fist bumping. Or, I hear you, sister. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Buying things you shouldn't. Buying matchy-matchy in a diamond brow band. <laughs> Actually, do you know one of the things I was buying was patent brushing boots? Oh, I love them. Oh, oh no. Patent brushing nice. boots. They're like, oh. really, they're not too much. They're, they're really amazing. I'm very amazed with them. Struggling a little bit with the concept of painting right, not being too much. Right, I'm going to take a photo and I'm going to put them on our Instagram and then you will all okay. agree that they are perfect and there is nothing too much about them. Mine and Ellie always probably about tack shops. I honestly, it's, that's like my happy place. I mean, I just love them. So I'll say to him, oh, I've just got to nip in because I only need like some bit rings or something. And then he lets me in and then once I'm in there, I say, oh, well, actually I could probably do with... A couple of these. Oh no! But yeah, oh. we do. We do tell. Like I, I tell him lies actually when I'm at shows. Um, like I went to one a couple of weeks ago, and they were running, and I hadn't looked at the schedule. An eighty, or maybe it was an eighty-five, a ninety, a ninety-five, a meter, a meter five, and I hadn't realised. And Ben said, "What class are they on now?" And I said, "Oh, um, I think that's the British novice." And he said, and then what classes after the British novice? I was like, mm, I think it's just, just the discovery. But then obviously it was stupid because then he kept saying, well, why is there another class? And like, Where, where's your class? Why oh, no. Hours? And I was like, oh, um, no, I think maybe it'll, be ne- it'll definitely be this next one for sure. Honestly, he was ready to string me up. So now I do actually have to check the schedules a little bit better because... I thought he was going to lose. The other one that, well, the other one that eventers lie about, how much the photos cost. Because eventers buy so many photos. It's, yeah. it's ingrained in us. Oh my God. That's probably the only reason we go eventing is for the cool photos. Where do you because put them? It's not about where we put them. We basically, we take a photo of it to put on social media and then we mostly hide them away from our husbands. Ah, well, that sounds like really good value for money. Yeah, and they're also quite expensive pictures. 
usually a roll top every single time or if it's not a roll top we get really excited and it doesn't matter how much that photo is we're gonna buy it <laughs> no so, to uh, photographers i know exactly get something that's not a roll top you'll make a killing and yeah we spend a fortune on pictures and it was really funny because the other week i was tidying up in my bedroom and found some makeup bag or something i pulled them out and there was um photos at the bottom of the one that we call knobber at one of his events oh, right. like, oh shit i'd forgotten he jumped this yeah just pure example of just we buy so many photos quite frankly the amount of photos we could buy we could probably buy another horse Okay, so the next topic we're going to discuss has been really well documented on social media. We just want to talk about the Andy Coker round um, from the Derby at Spruce Meadows on Corello. We don't want to join in or condone witch hunting, but I think that his round raises a lot of questions. And I think that clarifying where it's gone wrong and what can be done is hugely important to the reputation and the integrity of our sport. So for anybody who hasn't seen anything about it, just a really quick overview is a previous owner of the horse highlighted a video where the groom and the rider are saying to the horse, oh, how tired are you? How tired are you? Are you ready to go and jump a derby? The horse had won the Queen Elizabeth Cup the day before and the video of the horse doing the derby is fairly uncomfortable to watch. The horse ends up with 28 volts. And it, to me, looks like it has just run out of jump. It is trying, but isn't getting high enough in the air over any of the fences. The previous owner just said that he felt really saddened that the horse's welfare had been put beneath winning classes. And that he <coughs> felt really sad that the horse had kind of been abused in that way. Obviously, this caused a huge social media frenzy. So we are going to just talk about kind of all aspects of it, really. So what do you think? Yeah. So because I'm not a massive show jumping fan, um, a follower, I wasn't aware of this. And so you basically gave me his name. And the first thing that came up with this video, I wasn't even aware initially about the horse winning the class the day before yeah I just watched the round at what it was and I watched the first few jumps and I was like oh this horse is struggling my first thought was it was struggling because it was lacking in the scope that was required that's how it looked a little bit it did look very fatigued it looked very it was struggling around the course and I thought why hasn't this rider pulled this horse up that was like the first thing that pinged into my head And then I basically, I obviously chatted to you a bit more about it. And then I found out that he had won this class the day before. Which was a three-round class. Yeah, yeah. And and I was like, this is really getting a bit deeper now. I agree with you. It was uncomfortable to watch. It was not how I want my sport. Yeah. And I talk about show jumping as being part of my sport to be perceived by anybody. Yeah. These horses give us their all. There's nothing in it for them. No. They don't, if there's a big prize of £250,000, they don't sit there in their stable and go, yeah, I've won £250,000. There's nothing in it for them. They do it because we ask them to. Yeah. And whether that be jump around an 80 or this, they do it because they, we ask them to and they want to do it for us. So to abuse that further than it's needed, because we do basically abuse it. We do abuse, every person yeah. abuses their good trust slightly, no matter what we do. Um, so to abuse it further and make a horse as uncomfortable as what that looked, nah, that doesn't sit well with me. He may have made a mistake. Every person that's ever sat on a horse yeah, has 100%. made a mistake in their life. But we need to be aware that at that level, at that top level, you cannot expect to not have that mistake ripped apart, basically. 100%, because what I think is really important is that you are going to have other people look up to you and they are going to replicate that with fair horse or pony. And so if you are competing at the top of your game, then you need to be acting in a way that kids at pony club should be looking up to. And I think that if you are 
abusing your horse, which I think he did, then I think mm-hmm. you need to be reprimanded so firmly that this sends a clear message to everybody. It sends mm. a clear message to non-horsey people. This is not what we're about. And it sends a clear mm. message to young children. This will not wash with us. If this is what you do, you will not get far in our sport. This will not be allowed. Agreed. A hundred percent. I think that if you can't respect the fact that you're on a living, breathing animal with feelings that feels pain and tiredness, if you can't appreciate that, find another sport, go and play yeah. golf play ping pong for god's sake don't drag another animal into it if you're not willing to respect how they feel um we last year at badminton ollie townend in his cross-country round he actually did get an fei warning yeah uh for overuse of the whip and the fact that he was driving a very tired horse and his argument afterwards which was what at the time i was quite outspoken about this because it prickled me a little bit he said sometimes you have to win ugly and that does not sit well with me you don't need to win ugly you don't need to win ugly at all however to be fair to ollie he came back this year to badminton and again i was very outspoken about the fact that he gave an absolute masterclass in horsemanship so did he make a mistake last year yes he did did he learn for it well he seemed to have shown that he did and he came away from it stronger some people have said it's all just a pr thing but ultimately we can't control what people do all the time Mm. all we can say is what we are prepared to accept as if somebody is there if somebody is watching we will not we will not allow that and we will not condone that and that's all you can do so even if all people are doing it for is a pr stunt they're doing it they're stopping when they're tired they're saying that's enough They they don't need to do this round the horse is going to win from so, that, isn't it? So there was, oh, it was a few years back now, Francis Whittington. He, he'd scored an amazing dressage score at Badminton. And he went into the cross country. And he was on um, his horse. I know it's stable named Smokey. I can't remember what his actual proper name is. And there'd been a lot of rain. So the ground was very, very deep. And Smokey is a bigger set horse. And they were jumping. And he was just starting to look tired. Still jumping. Hadn't stopped. And Francis pulled him up. And there was a little bit of a, what it, there was a selection happening as well. And people were like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? And he came out with a beautiful line, which was, I wasn't worried about him not jumping. I was worried about him if he kept jumping and I broke his heart. And that just really resonated with me. I thought, what a fantastic display of horsemanship. Yeah. I mean, that is think about up to, isn't it? That. Yeah, exactly. But the problem is that isn't shared enough. No the shit rounds where someone's riding yeah. a tired horse around a show jumping round. That is shared. That gets the social media frenzy going. But the I lovely mean, comment about someone that that should be because I think that because of the social media frenzy, the FEI have now had so much pressure mm. put on them because obviously yeah. the FEI stewards on the day have not pulled him despite the fact that they have the authority to do so. If the horse has shown signs of exhaustion or if the horse has not been allowed enough, I think it's the wording something like, they've not been allowed enough time between training or competition. Yeah. Um, so they could have, and they've, they haven't done that. Um, and I think probably they need to be looked at and maybe need to be refreshed of what is acceptable. But isn't, wasn't, the, wasn't the problem here, which was what I read afterwards, that if he completed the round, he got X amount of money. That's what I read. I read that you get you got five thousand. Now I I don't know I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. But I've read this, which was basically he kept going because he would have he got X amount of money, even though he knew he wasn't going to win because he kept taking yeah. these polls. I mean, you can hear the polls clatter, can't you? So but so everyone's going. Well, why would you keep going? Why would you keep going? And then I heard that you get X amount of money. So that again doesn't sit very well does it you're kind of thinking oh that's not a pleasant thought is it no but I mean exactly like you say you know yes I think that we need to share all these things and we are responsible for saying what we aren't happy with seeing but we need to make sure that we share those Francis Whittington Mm. type things because that is that gave me goosebumps when you said that that was a really really lovely thing and I've actually got another one which was has been a really nice thing after coming, you know, so close to, to Andy Coker's round, Henrik von Eckermann chose 
to not compete in the Arken Grand Prix, um, where he was in line for a 250,000 euro And he said that he didn't feel it was in the best interests of 13-year-old Mary Lou. In the Nations Cup, she fought for me like I never felt before and worked very hard for those two clear rounds. My immediate gut feeling coming out of the ring was that those two rounds were enough for the weekend. Um, I know very well that there are three extremely tough rounds waiting and there will be probably more demanding. As Mary Lou has already had two hard rounds, I don't want to expose her of the possibility of another three even harder ones. It does not feel like the right thing to do. That is, what a horseman. Yeah. What a horseman. And I just think, why aren't we seeing and hearing more of that? Yeah. Because that is, that's what being around horses is about. It's about reading them and knowing when the time is right to put their needs above yours. Yeah. And you want that to filter down to Pony Club, don't you? Yeah, I want 250 grand. But I'd like to think that I'd put Vince's feelings like that. You know, um, my trainers did once say to me, you'll never regret withdrawing from a competition, but you might regret running. Yeah. So now whenever I walk a course and I look at the ground or whatever, that's kind of what sits in my head. I think, am I 100% happy to run on this? Yeah. And as eventers, we always use the saying, there's always another day. Yeah. There isn't actually always another day, which is what happened to me. When I withdrew from a competition, I ended up off games for eight weeks. But then also there is always another day. And I just think that sometimes you've got to move on, haven't you, from what we want and what we need and what the horse wants and what they need. And I think that guy said there, that's beautiful and that's lovely. And you've got to have just the utmost respect for him for choosing that. So I think we also need to look at probably the inconsistency maybe with the FEI, because as a spectator, as someone who is never (laughs) going to jump any sort of Mm. height, it's confusing because can i just say this can i just pump in a moment there because this is what this is one of my bugbears is when you have an opinion on something at fei for example when i was outspoken about ollie and ollie's rant i was like oof, didn't actually like that wasn't nice to see and the famous line is well if you haven't ridden at that level Mm. how can you comment on it or if you can do do better go and do it Oh, do you know something? There's a lot of things I haven't done that I feel the need to comment on. I've never driven a car drunk. I've never committed murder and I've never worn socks and sandals. But I have got an opinion on all three. Okay? So don't be telling me I can't have an opinion on FEI jumping or my on my sport, because it is very much my sport, just because I haven't ridden at the level. So that's my little bugbear. Yeah. Thank you. You can get off your soap. You've got an opinion on socks and sandals, otherwise, you know. Oh, I wear that regularly. Oh, I go to. I've got, I've got <laughs> an opinion on that, and I'm not afraid to share it. <laughs> yeah. So what I was going to say was that the FEI have famously revoked wins on people like Bertram Allen, Scott Brash, who were both eliminated and therefore lost their winnings in Grand Prix. Because the horses had a tiny, tiny mark on their flank from yeah. the spur. And, you know, when you watch the round, there was no overuse of the spur. It's really hard. No. The horses are clipped, obviously, freshly to look amazing for sale. Yeah. And, you know, some horses are sensitive skinned. And you think, so you're going to pull their winning from them. And yet, yeah. you're going to allow him to ride like that. And he is probably, although the FEI are looking at it, the chances are he's probably going to walk away absolutely yeah. scot-free. Yeah. But I mean, what I do think is hopefully it's going to send a word to his sponsors because I wouldn't want that reflecting my brand. No, I think poor Ollie came onto the backlash of this. Yeah. When, when it happened to him, I think after his badminton rounds and his win ugly lines, um, I think, a few sponsors pulled the plug on him yeah and the guys out there make out oh, because we get this you know i know that people are saying oh it's all very well when it's just a hobby these are their gut this is how they pay their mortgage this is how they make their living so for these guys to be basically kicked in the nuts by a sponsor is hard and i get that and that's really tricky but if and i'll and i'll keep saying it and i'll say it till i'm blue in the face if you want to compete in a sport that doesn't involve thinking about another animal and another 
hurt with because they are people yeah being and well-being then take up a different sport take up badminton ping pong take up something else and the sponsors must do this hard line i think that's where it hits people where it hits. um i'd like to know whether this rumor that they got five thousand pounds for finishing the round i'd like to know whether he still got his mm. that's one thing that i would like to know yeah. um but i'd like to think that we all make mistakes and he'll move on from it and he'll learn from it and fingers crossed because what we don't want is our sport the sport of show jumping to be hit with the sort of problems that endurance has got no i mean nobody wants to see that i would not even read you know if i was buying a horse and hound i would turn past those pages because i yeah. do not want to see i mean i am absolutely not tarring all endurance riders with that brush but there is a lot in endurance that i don't want to see and i totally agree with no. you i would never want people to look at show jumping and think oh well you know they'll just flog the horses and when they're exhausted and it's all about <clears> the win <throat> i want people to look at people like henrik von eckerman and say that's what show jumping is yeah you know and that we can yeah the francis whittington's and and also not just that the, and, and let's be quite honest not just the big cases where they've made these big statements it happens time and time and time again on the low level we're seeing these people that get to badminton for the first time ever and then the horse doesn't feel right after dressage and then you know they put their ambitions aside and that's what we need what we don't want is people to particularly the young people like you said before we don't want it to filter down that it's okay to jump a tired horse it's okay to win ugly it's okay because none of that is okay and that's not about being a pony patter it's not about not having an understanding because you don't mind at the level it's about just respecting the animal that we work with yeah i 100% agree that's it so what should change my my points would be i think there needs to be stricter stewarding at shows in an ideal world there should be stricter stewarding at all shows these are problems across the board at all levels i understand the budget Mm. smaller shows is probably not there for that but i think as far as possible there needs to be stewards who are actually prepared to step in and say that is not going to look good for our sport. We cannot allow that to go on. I think there needs to yeah. be harsher punishments. When people are found guilty, I think there needs to be an actual strong deterrent so that people start to realise it's not worth this. It's not worth risking. And I think that although I don't agree with witch hunts, I think that we need to keep the social media pressure up and we need to say, this is not what we want to see. And that will encourage the sponsors to put their money with the good riders, the people who should yeah. be inspiring the young riders. I think that we've got okay, so, power. Yeah. And I think actually what we need to do more than anything is showcase the good. Yeah. I think there needs to be a real move towards the positive. Let's show the fact that somebody's pulled up because their horse, they're worried about their horse. We should be banging that as a big drum and saying, yeah. look how good we're doing for our horses. Because at the moment, as is the age old, we don't want it to just keep hitting the press with a negative. Yeah. And let's just make it cool to think about the horse first, you know? And, and it, I think what we- I found the most unforgivable was that lack of gratitude. Because you mm. know, don't you? I, like when you go through the finish line at an event or say when yep. I finished a round, you are so thankful to that horse. Your heart could burst with love for them, couldn't yeah. they, for that moment. And the fact that a horse just, has done that for someone and probably hasn't got that, I really yeah. don't like to think that. I, I can't understand. I don't understand why you would work with horses or be around horses and not... Some people just don't seem to like them. Yeah. And like to, to, yeah, and to not get that feeling. You know, I've had events where... I finished way down the board, you know, nowhere near the top 10, nowhere near, but I've had such an amazing feeling. Mm. And so, and like you say, that feeling of gratitude and that feeling like this is my horse and I'm so proud of him and I love them. Yeah. End of. I agree. So shall we move on to some questions? Yeah, let's do this. So we've got three questions. So the first one that came through 
which I love, is what horsey item could you not do without? Um, I have got expensive taste here. Um, mine would be my Tech Venice stirrups, um, which are not sponsored. Not spot. Not oh sponsored, by God, the way. I wish. I wish I was sponsored by them. I think they're about two hundred quid. Um, what? Yeah. And when I first saw that, I'm not like a stirrup girl. You know, I'm not someone that's gone out and bought all the latest fads and stirrups. But I fall off a lot. And the way I tend to fall off, it's always the same. And I often would be stuck by one foot. Oh, that's a bit worrying. Just have saved my bacon so many times. They are Mm. worth every single penny to the point that... My husband, who does not like to buy unnecessary horse things. Well, we've, we've heard from your tax yeah. off. Bought a pair for each saddle that I ride in because he just said, don't ride in anything else. They're so safe. And I, honestly, I can't rave about them enough. And they're really comfy to ride in. They're light. I, I absolutely adore them. I could go on and on about them. Whereas I ride in <laughs> flexi copies of Sprengers that cost me £15 off eBay 10 years ago. And I have all those on all my saddles. Don't tell Ben that. <laughs> like, <is there? laughs> I, even, I even go cross country in them and everything. Oh, and the problem is now I'm an accident that I've got happen, them, aren't I, basically? I'm conscious when I'm riding in a saddle that doesn't have them on because I just feel safer with them on. Well, I'm not a marketer's dream when it comes to stirrups. Uh, <laughs> so what's mine yours? would be... So up until this week, mine would have been something very different. And then something happened this week. Uh, so basically, where Vince has been off, and I've been using loads and loads of ice, which has pissed me off greatly because it's left me with less ice for my gin. So I wanted an ice system, and I was going to buy a very expensive ice system. And then someone oh, tagged me in a post and said, why don't you try this? So I ordered these things off Amazon. And my life, quite frankly, has changed. And they are wine bottle coolers, but they're Velcro. So yeah, basically, they, they are, they're just, they're just like a horse's boot. They're supposed to go around a wine bottle. They cost £12. And they're pliable. You stick them in the freezer, then you can just stick them straight on the leg, wrap them around the leg. On the wine. <laughs> yeah. Use them afterwards on your wine. Absolutely. <laughs> But they get the leg really, really cold. They get a really good contact, really cold. And I'm like, this is a game changer. So these are my new favourite horsey item. They have you sold those changed. to me. I'm a marketer's oh. dream. I'm buying those. Well, I'm about to go and buy your expensive stirrups for £200. <laughs> so basically, you've done better out of this than I have. Yeah, Ben will be proud of me. <laughs> we need £12 wine bottle coolers that you could also put around a bottle of wine as well. I know. Very, very useful. So those. And then, oh, we got a really sweet message. I have to say this. So, guys, loved your horsey 101. But what is your non-horsey 101? Um, I have one, like, straight off. Because I absolutely cannot cope with baby on board signs. Oh, God. It, honestly, it... What are they supposed to do? Well, some people say... In case your baby gets thrown out the cart, then the paramedics would go, no, to go and look. But then... Then you'd have to take them out of the cart. Exactly. Exactly. You'd have to take them out every time the baby wasn't in. Otherwise, the poor paramedics are going to be searching around the countryside while I'm bleeding out on the side of the road. Yeah. So you can't see them until you're driving so close to the car. So half the time I'd have to drive closer than I would want to if I wanted to read it to then read that you don't want me to be close because you've got a baby. And okay... I'm driving in my car that I'm perfectly happy with. I like my car. I quite like my health. I like my son's health. So I'll be extra careful because you've got a baby on board that I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I was actually going to play dodgems with oh, you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how? Knock you into the middle of the road because... <laughs> so basically then, if I was likely to crash into anyone that didn't have a baby on board sign, would everybody not just put a baby on board sign? Because nobody wants to have the back of their car squashed, whether they've got a baby in it or not. And so the other one that I've heard is, my favourite one ever about this was someone that said, it's because if you're, you might be distracted 
by the fact that you've got a baby on with you. So your driving might not be to standard. You should not be driving, no. quite frankly. Plus, as well, while I'm on, because you know once I'm on one. Oh, I'll just keep going, keep going. Now they have like princess on board or grandma oh on board or dog on board. Jesus Christ, everyone's got something on board. Otherwise the car would be driving <laughs> itself, wouldn't it? I should put in mine a couple of bales of straw and a <laughs> dirty bridle on board. <laughs> That's what I should have in the back window of mine. I mean, know what I mean, exactly. Are we going to list the occupants of the car? Like, <laughs> so maybe it needs to be just white underpants. Yeah, underpants on board. So <laughs> wipe it clean every time. Don't worry, it's only me. I've got no child or baby. Just <laughs> into the back of my car. It's fine. Yeah, just knock me flying. Yeah, I mean, it's only me. It's not, nothing hurting really. <laughs> Honest to yeah, God. I like this idea. I like this idea. And also my other one, which makes me roar, is powered by fairy dust. Have mm. you ever seen that one? Oh, my God. You're just like, really? Really powered by fairy dust? The best one was I, when I saw someone once. She had a powered by fairy dust on her car. She was filling up a petrol station. <laughs> like, hmm, run, run out of fairy dust, stuff, you know? <laughs> I wish my car was powered by fairy dust. It's got to be better than the price of petrol at the minute, hasn't it? Mm. Um, okay, my one. It is a non-horsey one, but you could relate it to horsey. Okay. So for us, I'm sure we've been there. People that tell you how to parent. Yeah. And they've all got it, and they think they're helping. They think it's a little bit of uh, advice. Yeah. And it filters down from books that you can buy right down to the sly little digs that people have to get in with everything you seem to do and it doesn't matter because let's be quite honest mummy guilt is real it doesn't oh, matter what worst. you do you feel like you're the fucking worst parent in the world yeah and so anyone if they think that they're offering advice it's really hard not to take it as being a criticism of what you're doing yeah um because being a parent you want to do the best job don't you so anytime anyone tells you is, you're not it's so hurtful this is what really pisses you off because you're kind of like oh i'm really sorry i wasn't trying my best here there's no parent i believe in the world that says oh i was just giving it a half-fast attempt <laughs> yeah. you're always doing your best do you know what i mean you you're upset with yourself yeah it's really, really hard. You're like, oh, I'm not the parent I thought I wanted to be. For me, I never wanted to be a shouty mum. And quite frankly, I am the shoutiest mum in the world. I, in the mornings, particularly when we've got to go to school, I turn into what I can best describe as a female Brian Blessed. You know him, they go, Gordon's alive. <laughs> Put your shoes on. Brush your teeth. And I, we're very lucky we don't have neighbours here because I'm, I think they probably have the council round on noise <laughs> issues if they, we did because I just spend my mornings bellowing and I get in the car afterwards and I'm like this isn't what I thought it was going to be this isn't what I signed up for I signed up for this lovely life with my children and now it's not that so then when people start offering me advice it just feels like a double kick because I'm already kicking yeah. myself I'm already thinking I'm doing a shit job and then somebody comes along, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Do you know what? Maybe they shouldn't be playing Fortnite for three hours at a time. But you know what? I want to ride my horse. Why well, actually just want five minutes peace from the fighting? Yeah. So they are going to play five, Fortnite for three hours solid. I don't know. They don't come with a manual. And the problem is when people think they can make up the manual for you, it's just, it's just such hard work. I hate it. I hate it so much. That's my bugbear. Yeah, I would put that in. for a long time on that one, sorry. <laughs> okay, the last question. If you could ride any famous horse, living or dead, which would it be and why? Mine would be fit for fun because okay. I just think it looks exactly the type of horse that I like to ride. It's got a bit of blood. It looks like it would help you out. It's always attacking a fence. And they just look like they are having an absolute ball when they're competing. It's yeah. not like a big 
like I, I really admire the big, flashy, slightly colder warm bloods to look at, but to ride, they probably don't suit me. I like something that's just a bit more sparky and a bit lighter and a bit yeah. of girls ride. And that, oh, if I could steal that, I would steal that tomorrow. And my one, for very similar reasons, would have been Opposition Buzz. Yeah. Because there was not a time when he wasn't on a cross-country course where I wasn't smiling watching him. Yeah. Because he just made everything look so much fun. Yeah. He would pop round badminton and make it look like a B100. Yeah. Oh, my God. He it just... I always remember that photo just before the lake and he took that massive stride out. And you, that's a massive bed. Yeah. I don't know. He always made it look like he wasn't trying. Yeah. He made it look like he was enjoying it yeah, as much I as totally the rider. Agree. And yeah, and he's just saying that must feel like such a buzz. It yeah, feels like such a buzz to be on a horse that's really giving you that feeling. I know there's no question. I wouldn't have been able to ride one side of him because he was a really tricky, tricky little thing. But I'd like to think that to get the chance would have just been amazing and. Yeah. Yeah, I think he would have been so much fun. Yeah, even I know him and, you know, I don't follow yeah. him. But he was, he, I totally agree, he looked like he was loving it when he was doing cross-country. Oh, he just always had the biggest smile on his face when he was competing. And what I loved about him particularly was he didn't have the most orthodox technique. No. You wouldn't have looked, you wouldn't have looked him over it's a fence. A going, more like That's a, a great way of jumping that fence. Yeah, he always had his head really high. Yeah. Which I've got the one that we call Nobber. He's a little bit like that, which is a wonderful feeling because you know you're never going to go over his head. Yeah. His head's always up there. <laughs> so, um, so I can't, maybe, maybe that's a little bit of affection for Nobber there. Oh God, don't tell him that. I'll start to think he's got a place here for life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, shall we do Wanker of the Week now? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to go first or am I? Well, I, I think we should mention someone who's nominated themselves. Okay, we like this, don't we? Because it makes us feel better. Oh, I don't think we can beat this one. Oh. So on Twitter, Eventing Hour nominated herself for getting a bollocking off Andrew Nicholson oh. for jumping a show jump in the practice the wrong way. He looks quite stern. I'd be quite scared. Oh, I'd like him to tell me off. <laughs> do you not? Do you not think, Katie? Uh, I don't. No, I don't know. Oh my God, he could tell me off. I mean, gently, obviously. Just a little reprimand. Yes, yeah. Lucky girl. That's all I'm thinking. You can just imagine. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't be imagining. That's not a healthy thing to do. Oh my goodness. Does she say like what you know, said? No. And I did try to follow this up and she got really flustered and was just like, I just want you to know it's not something I do normally. It's because I get very, very anxious when I'm swarming. I'm like, no, no, I don't care about that, darling. It's fine. I want to know what he says. (laughs) (laughs) He's not conventionally good looking, but he is hot. I'm going to put it out there. I'm more of a William Um, Pitt girl. Oh, really? Yeah. You like a posh boy? Yeah, probably. I don't find him super hot. I just really like respect him. And if ever I watch something, you know, if if ever I watch something that he's on, I'll find I'll take so much away from it. I love the way he manages his yard. I just think he's amazing. No, you're, yeah, but you're moving on from this now. We're talking about Andrew Nicholson reprimanding me and you're moving on to respecting some of how he looks after his young stock. Okay, so, so who would I want to reprimand me? Are we, are we asking? <laughs> <laughs> I like, what's the, um, what's the Swedish guy? Like Ludwig or something? Oh yeah, he's hot. You could probably jump a fence the wrong way just to get a reprimand off him. Yeah, uh, the only problem is I don't event. So I'm going to have to go to an event, jump the jump, fence yeah. the wrong way in front of him and then sort of look expectantly at him. <laughs> you probably be looking at <laughs> Hand over your whip to him. Steady on. Would you like to give me a gentle spank? Why did this podcast <laughs> always come off piste? There's know. the explicit needed again. Let's okay, just go with your so, wank of the week. Go on. Right. Well, I'm going to say here and now that I nearly gave it to you. I nearly gave you my wanker of the week. 
because we recorded our bonus episode. I think it was on Wednesday night. So I had to edit it and get it ready for Friday morning. And also someone had said that our music was too loud, which I listened to in the group. Oh, yeah. So I had to learn how to do that as well. I then put it out and get a message from Carla on Friday morning. You've sped it up. It sounds really fast. I was literally getting on a horse and I was like, oh, fuck, what's oh, happened? No. So I'm like, have to put the horse back in the wash, but quickly go and check. And I sent her a message back. I was like, it's absolutely fine. I think you've accidentally sped the podcast up on your iPhone, which I did once. And then so she sent me a message back. Oh, I'll go and check. But then I was sweating for the next 10 minutes thinking, what well, has it only not sped up on my phone? Like, so I then had to ring Ben at work and say, can you listen to the podcast? So I nearly gave it to you. Oh my God. But then I did something that was potentially more wankerish. So, oh, here we go. Oh my God. So I don't have to come up with a wanker of the week. So basically, well, I create, you I'm, do. I was the wanker of the week. <laughs> so, oh my God, I did. I did do that. I remember now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you did do that. I actually said, now I think about it and I'm remembering, I said to Ben, I am going to bill her for my next hair dyeing because she is turning me <laughs> grey. I'm a nightmare, aren't I? Yes. You know what? My, my sons do take the piss out of me about being like the traditional old person. I think I'm quite savvy with stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know how to use an iPhone. I just and then every so often something like that happens where I accidentally speed up our iTunes. And I'm just a massive dick. I only knew that you'd done that because I'd accidentally done it. And I said, oh. why is everybody talking really fast? And he said, because you've sped it up. But it's not like really, really, really fast. It's just slightly faster. But I'm still, I'm, you scared the living shit out of me. I'm so really sorry. But... My wanker of the what week myself is. So Manny has got feet like feta cheese. They are the worst feet in the world. And Ben has Manny's also really difficult to shoe. And Ben always whinges on when he's shoeing him and says, like, oh, I hate shoeing this horse. He's so hard to shoe. And Manny stands like a little rock. And I always say, Oh, you're so mean. Like Manny's such a good boy. Manny's not hard to shoe. But then Manny twisted a shoe. And I then realised that actually he spends the whole time just gently pulling the opposite way. So to shoe him must be agony. So I actually felt really guilty because Manny would be horrible to shoe. Like I was dripping sweat trying to pull his shoe off. Anyway, I then decided that because Manny's got such shit feet, I have made this little invention where if I've got an old New Zealand rug that's ripped, I cut it up put a towel on his foot, put the old rug over it and then duct tape it on just to protect his foot. So I was doing that, leaning over, duct taping. And then I went to stand up and realised that I had headphones in and I duct taped my headphones to (laughs) Manny's foot. So Manny's frightened of the sound of duct tape. So I was trying to like gently unduct tape it and free my head. Oh my God. I know. How on earth? Do you know what? I'd, years and years and years ago, I did something very similar to that. I chucked a rug over. So he was in the he was in um in the horse box, and I've got like a solid breast bar. Mm-hmm. I chucked a rug over, did up the buckles, didn't think anything of it. Went to lead him off the horse box. I was like, Why the fucking hell is this horse not following me? And I'd actually put the breast bar into the front of the rug. <laughs> I want to, mate. I can't follow you. You've trapped me. You've duct taped your own headphones into us. Whilst in my ears, yeah. Whilst in your ears? Yeah. I duct taped like the lead. I'm really torn with this because I was a bit of a wanker about the Speeded Up podcast. I agree. You've still got to do yours. No, I'm taking that one. I'm taking that one because... I can't beat that, I don't think. That was a really wankerish thing for me to do. It was. Okay. So I'm going to go through the fact that I gave you a mild to moderate cardiac infarction from uh, the fact that I can't use iTunes. I was only doing it to try and get into a higher number on the iTunes <laughs> chart as well. Normally I listen through Spotify. I thought, oh, I listen through iTunes. It will help us get us up in this iTunes <laughs> chart. And then I was like, Katie. It's far too fast. You've done something, love. You've done something. She never texts me back to say, oh, yeah, you're right. Never, 
do you know what? I don't think I listened to it again on iTunes. I think I went to Spotify. I'm sorry. Anyway, beside the point. Um, so I'm kind of feeling that I was a bit of a wanker. I was a, very much a wanker with that. And then duct taping your own headphones to your own horse's foot is... That's, but then there's also eventing hour. Yeah. The Andrew Nicholson telling off. Which I think you can't really concentrate on because you just... No, I'm really struggling with the thought of... Desperately, desperately hoping that you were going to event him so you can deliberately jump the fence the wrong way. I'd like him to punish me gently. (laughs) (laughs) I've been struggling with this. She doesn't need a wanker of of the week. She needs, like, you're envying her, aren't you, really? She's like hashtag goals there. Oh, no. She's given me a good plan, though, for next time I'm ever in a warm-up with him. And I'm like, you've jumped that the wrong way. Do you want to punish me, Andrew? Just gently. <laughs> I kind of, I think, I think you've done it. What, me? What do you think? More than that's you. Re- that's really special, though, mate. That's really special. Wow. Isn't it, though? That's fine. I'll take it, but I am going to be sending my next hair-dyeing bill to you. So that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.